Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And we just had the most fucking irritating technical difficulties. Gnarly 45 minutes. Just really just the gnarliest. <laughs> like, whoa. The worst technical difficulties. And I felt helpless. I felt so helpless. I know. I could tell you felt helpless. I and I mean, I felt helpless too, but I was just like, well, whatever. Sometimes shit doesn't work. I know. It's just, I know. It just sometimes it doesn't work. It just sucks, but you know, it's whatever. But how, wait, you were telling me before we got on because we were both like, oh my God, why can't I hear you? And then we were on the phone and then it was, um, you know, is the mic, let's look at this setting. It's like, let's see two Gen Xers try to master technology. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh my God. It made me so, it threw me so completely. I know. I know. I know. Um, so wait, so wait, oh, you were going to oh. tell me, you were going to tell me about anxiety. Because yes, because we were both like needing to take several deep breaths before we actually started recording. Yes. And it reminded me of a TikTok I saw of a little girl who must have been four or five or six years old. And her mother is having an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. So she does this thing. And maybe it was made up for TikTok. I don't know. But she did this thing where she said to her mother something I, I'm assuming her mother said to her, which is she put up her hand like this and she mm -hmm. said, blow out the candles. Oh, wow. So she'd like blow the thumb, then blow the next finger. And then it's like a deep breath exercise. Okay. Okay. Kid. But yeah. she put it to her mother. I also saw another thing for, because I have panic attacks, but mine tend to be at night. But I saw another thing where you're supposed to put like a pen in front of you and just like make it, um, like bring it, put it arm's length in front of you and then sort of like make it come into focus and keep it coming into focus. At, like almost like if you're in the eye doctor, like an eye exercise. Right. Because, I mean, really, it's just anything that gets you focused on your body or something that's outside of the anxiety. Because that's, it's, that's, that's, you just need an escape hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Foot massage is also good for anxiety. I've also heard um, hand against the wall and just sort of press against the wall as hard as you can. Um, 
it's just, it's, it's whatever, because you're just in it, you're in a, in a loop and that's, you need something to break the loop. Right. Right. Um, do you ever have one of those days, which I had this week outside of anxiety where you just kind of look at yourself and you're like, did I age five years today? <laughs> Do you ever have that day where you're just like, oh, this was the day I got old. This was the day it happened. Yes. This was the day it happened. Yes, I have had days like that. Yeah. It feels like the aging is just kind of keeping like a slow pace. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm old. Well, it's like it's like daylight savings time, right? Because it feels like, you know, it doesn't get just a little bit dark. I don't know if this analogy works, yes. by the way. It doesn't get just a little bit darker every day. It actually gets much darker very quickly. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. And it is like that's the that's the switch. Well, some days I have that with my with my face, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I did not, I did not ask for this this morning, and I did not want it. This is not welcome here. Um, yeah, it's weird. Getting old is weird. Uh today's my 15th wedding anniversary. I saw a little bit about that on the internet, I believe, yesterday on the social media. Congratulations. How are you feeling 15 years in? You know, I haven't even seen my husband yet today. Like he went to work <laughs> and I haven't like we went out to we went out to dinner on, on Saturday night. My kid was a sleepover and it, we had so much fun. We had like old timey date fun. You know, like I was like, don't don't bother me for an hour. I'm going to spend an hour getting ready. And I put on like a ton of makeup and I was I wore like a very slinky dress, which I never do. And oh, wow. I mean, with sneakers, but whatever. (laughs) Still, with with sneakers, and like I put on, did my, did a full face of makeup, did my hair. We had a bottle of wine with dinner, which we never do. Like super, super fun night. So, I don't know. You know, there's ups and downs, and raising a kid together, as I've discussed, is not easy. And like that's why I think Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck had it right. nor are all of the multiple domestic things that, you know, are really hard to do. But when I take us out of all that, when we're just two people like having fun, it's still as good as it ever was. Like I still like, I find him engaging and funny and, and lovable and like kind, like all these things. If I went on a date with him for the first time, I would be like, Oh, I like this guy. Right. But, right. you know, it doesn't really matter. You could have the perfect guy and you put you put you, the person into the fucking domestic formula, uh, the adulthood. And it's just is like, oh, God, why did why did you do that? You know, whatever ex stupid domestic thing is. It's just hard to live with people. It's hard to live with people and shit comes up. Yeah. Shit yeah. comes up and you have your issues and then you have your secondary issues. And yes. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yes. So anyway, so I feel, I feel good about it. Um, I got him the coolest gift for his, for, for our anniversary. I, um, I got him a Laurie Anderson print. She made oh, all this wow. and it was like, there was like this British store selling these little like Laurie Anderson prints. It's not like anything big, but I bought it for him months and months ago. And, um, he has to not know that he got it finally, or he's about who to get proposed it. To who? Did Alex propose to you or did you propose to Alex? Um, we didn't propose really. Uh, we met over nachos one night. I was coming from the project runway show, um, fashion show. It was fashion week. I was really dressed up and, um, cause I was sitting in the front row weirdly, like next to Bradley Whitford. It doesn't even make any sense. Oh, wait, but this I, is in the book. I remember now it yeah. is in the book. And so that night I went 
to go meet him for drinks. He was having drinks with his friends. He was kind of drunk. We went out and we got Mexican food afterwards. And like mid nachos bite, he looked at me and he was like, I want you to be my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And And I was like, are you drunk? And he was like, maybe, but I still want it. And then, and then I said, okay, well, let's like take the weekend to think about this. But then we went to two weddings that weekend. One was Ramon's wedding. And then there was another, there was another wedding we went to that weekend, two like New York media weddings we went to. And I was so excited. We saw so many people. I was like, oh, we're engaged. No (laughs) ring, no nothing. And then, um, then I guess by the end of the weekend, we were like, well, let's just get married fast because none of us, neither of us wants to plan a weekend. And three weeks later, we went to city hall. Wow. Um, and we were like, in, we were in couples therapy already and our couples therapist, we were like, should we just elope? And she was like, are you the kind of people who get married without your parents? Like, and it was like one of those leading therapy questions. And it was like, okay, well, no, we're not. Um, so we kind of half-assed the whole thing, but um, yeah, 15 years ago. It's crazy to me. It's that is the numbers start getting so high that you're just like, I can't even really conceive of this. This is like a whole teenager. Like I can't <laughs> I know. I get that. You know, I get that. Well, it reminds me of something. I, I mean, thinking of, you know, the years being a whole teenager mm-hmm. because over the weekend I went to a party. Okay. Whoa. I know, which is already a headline, right? Yes. Oh my God. Party. Continue. I went to a party and I saw someone I hadn't seen for a very long time. Okay. 30 years, over 30 years since I was first in New York in my twenties, very beginning of living in New York. And as I walked over to say hi to her, like I didn't take that moment I need to take to think, Kim, does this person hate you? (laughs) Does this person have reason (laughs) to snub you as horribly as you've ever been snubbed? Because that's what's about to happen. And she snubbed me. She was somebody I wasn't very nice to when I was first in New York. And, um, you know, she has been living in Europe for decades. I haven't seen her. and, And she moved back to New York. And like, I was like, I walked away after this like fantastic snub. And I was like, I got to hand it to her. Like that was really well executed. So wait, you walk. Okay. I walked up to her. You walked up and you were like, hi, it's me. (laughs) Right. I I walk up and she's sitting down talking to one or two people. Mm -hmm. And I say, hi. And Mm -hmm. she says, hi. And I said, it's Kim France. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, of course it is. And then she stood up, hugged me, sat back down and kept talking to the people she was talking to. Oh, that is, that is a beautiful snub. I had to hand it to her. Now, I don't think she has probably given me much thought over the last 30 years, but in as much as she has given me any thought, I had to hand it to her because that had to have been an exceptionally satisfying moment for her. Wow. But the hug, the hug is really what gets it because it's like, oh, here, I have no hard feelings, but don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Right. I forgive, wow. but I cannot forget. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's um, that's rough. That's rough. What did you do afterwards? Were you just like shame face? Like, did you? What like, did you go? Did you go the crudite? What did you go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was walking somewhere, and I think like, I, and 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 I was just like doy 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 doy. Like, what do you do? 
I was, and then I, and then I like mentioned it to someone and, and, and kind of like, but the rest of the night I was just kind of that way you get when you're like, yeah. Wait, what was your level of sobriety at the moment when this snub happened? I was not sober, but I was maybe one or two drinks into. Oh, so like the best, the best, the best buzz. Yeah. Just a perfectly fine. I wasn't like drunk and like that fucking bitch. I'm going to go. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go apologize to her now. Oh, God. Right. Right. Oh, my God. That's been me so many times. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, the drunken apology is the worst. Oh, God. I've done it so many times. I literally am gagging right now just thinking about, oh, God, how many times I've done the drunken apology. And I just wanted to tell you I didn't mean it when I did that. No, because it happens, you know, it happened more when we were younger because it would happen at parties when you would run into somebody you hadn't seen for a while. Yes, yes. Somebody who's not like on your style map because they hate you now. Right, right, right. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, it was funny because I don't, I can't really, I don't, I I mean, I do get drunk still, but I really, first off, I can't tolerate it. But second off, there's so few people that I can still get drunk with comfortably, you know, and not feel a ton of shame the next day. Like right. my husband is one. We have a good time. We could still like go out and like throw a couple drinks back and have a good time. Like you're one. I can get comfortably drunk with you. No problem. But there's there are very few people because they're without that next day of being like, oh, I hate me. I hate me. What did I say? What did I do? Who did I insult? I mean, and this is why sobriety looks so delightful. Um, I don't think that I have a a alcohol problem and I do actually enjoy it here and there, but, um, but sobriety is my, my sober friends. I can see the fact that that is never a part of their life anymore, that that is just totally gone. It is, you could see this, the satisfaction in that of just being like, oh, I just live life on life's terms. Yay. (laughs) As somebody who did not drink for 20 years, which is not something I talk about a lot here, but I I didn't drink from the ages of 30 to 50. Wow. And in those years, I found countless ways to embarrass and humiliate (laughs) without the aid of alcohol. I know. Well, I've been hanging out with people soberly lately. I have, I have this, like somebody on my block in Los Angeles has formed like a little neighborhood ladies group and they're all cool women. And normally I would be like, no way I'm not doing that. But I was like, you know what? Why, why not try things? I'm old. They're all 50 plus. We're all the same age. There's four of us. They're really cool women. And I don't know if they drink or not, but we have tea on Tuesday afternoons together and just like chat. And I have the same feelings in this sober environment that I have had drunk. So it's actually a good litmus test for me because I'll leave being like, did I say something stupid? Totally on tea, you know, (laughs) like not, not a weird, like, so it is, I can now actually see that it's my neuroses and my social anxiety disorder, which is probably part of my whole anxiety disorder, to be honest. And it's not actually the alcohol, though the alcohol fucking for sure doesn't help. No, the alcohol for sure doesn't help. But yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's just there. It's just, it's just, it's just who I am. Yeah. A person really close to me, um, who's about my age was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder recently. And, um, it just made so much sense for everything. And I was like, oh, like, and it's sometimes it's like, oh, who wants to know about all these things about ourselves, you know, like ADHD, like it just feels right. like, so it gets so like, ugh. oh, see, like, uh, 
But then I realized this, this person, if I had known this all of these years, I would have handled them. I just would have been different with them. I wouldn't have been so disappointed by all of their drunken outbursts. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been sad when they retreated as much as they have, you know, this is something, I mean, it, 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 it makes me think about something and it's part of why I brought up that, that snub story, but it, I think it applies here too. It's like, I've been thinking a lot about living with your past selves. Yeah. And it's something we've talked about a fair amount here, but I just keep thinking about it. You know, I just keep thinking about being, you know, how, if you can't be at peace with your past selves, what's the second best thing? Yeah. You know, cause maybe it's not good to be at peace with some of your past selves. Uh, I don't know. I think that the self-flagellation doesn't help at all. I think that I think that the real path is kindness and forgiveness and with self and gentleness yeah. and tenderness and grace and and all of those words. The problem now is that social media has sort of co-opted therapy language and it's like so in the ether that it sounds ridiculous to even talk about this stuff. So I feel like we're having like a backlash to the backlash or something. Right. But I do I know why I've been an asshole in my life. And it's not because I'm an asshole. It's because I was incredibly hurt and I just have a very unstable foundation. And like, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And I wasn't able to take accountability because I was just like always reacting, you know, because I was in that, that flight or fight mode all the yeah. time. My adrenaline was just fucked up. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think that for me, it's both. Like, I think there are things, ways that I was unpleasant that were caused by things that were out of my control. Yeah. You know, as a teenager, I was, you know, everyone thought I was a bitch. Yeah, Not I everyone. Bitch. I, I was a bitch, 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 bitch. Yes. Bitch. Yeah. Yep. That was the word you would use for me, I think. And, and I was miserably unhappy. I was so unhappy and so insecure and so you know, and, and, and not getting what I needed at home in the terms of support, you know, and there are other times like with this person I saw at the party where it was just like, oh, you were a dick. Yes. I've been a dick totally. But I think that, okay. So I think this, there's two parts to this, right? I think there is, because I think we need to separate out like the under the self-knowledge and the self-understanding and the, the kindness, the self-kindness and compassion with the actions itself. Like, I don't think it's okay to be a dick and, and to another person and be like, well, it was just because I was, you know, I was hurt, you know, like, I don't think that's okay. I think you can both take accountability for your actions and also be compassionate with yourself. I think both things need to happen. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. You know, and, and people might not be okay with you. And that's also part of self-acceptance is that that's where I was at. That was the best I could do at the time. And you know what, you know, here we're, here we are. No, it's true. It's true. It's just sometimes I, like, I hadn't thought about this person in some time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, another person to add to the list of people who like, don't think I'm the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that list is just, it's longer than I wish it was. But you know what? Okay. So there's that and there's accountability and where were you really a dick and where were you not and all of that stuff. But then there's just also just being a, a difficult woman in a world that is not really full of difficult, like women, it's like some of the people who don't like me, that this gets into the whole the whole donkey movie thing, the banshees of Inishirin. Like some people who don't like you just don't like you because they don't like the cut of your jib. And like, 
there are people that I'm just too in your face for, that my way of being in the world is just, it's never going to be for them. They find it offensive. It's part of where I come from. It's part of like my neurodivergence. It's all of it, but who cares? It's just me. And that's not necessarily being offensive. And then there's, then there's times that you've been a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ones, I mean, the, the, the people I'm aware of, you know, they're, I guess I'm aware of people in both categories. Yes. People who just, you know, decided that, you know, the sheep movie. I don't think it does you, the donkey movie. I don't think it does you any, I don't think it does you any good to focus on anybody who is just, to just be like, well, I'm so unliked. You know, I think that that does us no no, no, good. Absolutely not. No reason to focus on that. I, I mean, I was just really focusing on like, I've done some shit. Like I've been, I have been not great. You know, I, I have not always treated people the way they deserve to be treated. I haven't, you know, I think in recent years, you know, in less than recent years, even I've been a better person, but to, you know, I did think like, okay, this was 30 years ago. Like people change a great deal in 30 years, but still there's something about just that you're left with, like in a moment like that, where it's like, I deserve that. Yeah. I deserve that. And I, you know, I can be compassionate with myself, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you, you now, you know, and, 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 you know, one of the things about me, I think is like, I can deal with pain, but discomfort makes me really go crazy Yeah, and living with the discomfort. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you fucked up. That person's not going to like you. Yeah. Living with the regret, you know, living with just the, yeah, the, the, or even the regret, but also just the knowledge of who you were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have to spend a lot of time digging into like why I was, you know, not the greatest 25 year old. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, just it was what it was. I wish I had done things differently. I wish I had set better boundaries. I wish I had been, I didn't realize I was passive aggressive, but I was, I wish I had been more assertive about my needs. I wish I had just been able to say, you know what, that's not going to work for me instead of not telling somebody, you know, all of the things, but you know, I mean, I guess you have to get right with your past selves, but at the same time, it's like, Oh, who cares? Here we are. This is it. This is it. This is the only, this is the only moment that's left. Well, the only reason to get right with your past self and you're right about all of that is because the past keeps coming up. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you're repeating any of the same patterns. Right. It just, it just, it just continues. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back. So, yeah, I had a really weird thing speaking of the past because, you know, I went back to work at Yahoo, which, by the way, I love my job. I really do love my job. I've like edited this week and I was like, oh, my God, I'm editing again. This is fucking the best. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I went into the employee portal to like fill in some information. So, you know, you get paid and whatever. And in my employee portal were all my old employee reviews and all my old fucking reviews. Did you know? I mean, had you seen them before? No, I think maybe I saw some of them were like one of those those two way reviews where you got to see them. One of them I had never seen. Um, It was very intense. It was very, very intense to read my performance reviews. Um, They were spot on. It was, you know, basically that I was like unstoppable, successful, innovative, like all of these things. And then plays very badly with others <laughs> but like said in all kinds of euphemistic language like jen holds herself to a high standard and struggles with those who don't you know it was like <laughs> like um yeah it was it was um it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense because, you know, I was it was at Yahoo for six years. So I had like, I don't know, there were four reviews in there. And it was like the first thing I did. I was like, what is this? How could you not? Oh, my God. It sounds like it must have been some kind of mistake. No, I guess it's just part of my employee file. I don't know. I mean, I guess now I guess now there's transparency and people can see their performance reviews like it used to be. They would just like read them to you and then like you would be done. Like there wasn't there wasn't all this like 360 feedback transparency the way there is now. Um, Yeah, it was interesting. And it was interesting because I had also written an assessment of myself, which was like, I mean, talk about regret. Like I was just an (laughs) asshole. I was like, I did everything right. You motherfuckers, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I have to say, like starting this new job, like I feel like if we're talking about our past selves and the past coming up and everything, I'm really having the opportunity to redo a lot of things like slow my roll, be more humble just be softer at work in a way that I've never been before. And if this is like the purpose of this is this kind of, I mean, not only creating financial stability for me, but in allowing me to have a redo of work after I had totally burnt out on the whole way I did it before. Like that seems like such a great thing for my own human growth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a rare opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So I've really been noticing. I'm like, wait, why would I send that email now? That's stupid. Like not stupid, but you know, like I, I should take a second here. I should take a beat before I really assess anything. I've, I've just started this job like very different than the way I ever handled myself. 
people like me and you really need to take a fucking beat. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, it's just like when I saw that person and it happened to me once before with somebody who I, you know, didn't like me at all. Mm -hmm. And I saw them and was like, Hey, like on the street, on the Upper East Side, I, 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 you know, not just, you know, obviously take a beat before reacting is the more relevant thing, but I, yeah, I, I need to take a fucking beat too. slow it all down. I mean, I'm really trying to slow it down over here because I have, you know, if you're a reactive person and then you have a like drama machine of like a teenager in your house, who's just like reacting to everything at like, you know, everything's a 10. Right. I'm really trying to slow it down here because if I'm then getting all stirred up by this kid, I can't see anything clearly. I can't see their behavior. I can't see my behavior. Everything becomes so big and it just nothing really. So few things are so big. No, and you can't mute them. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. I was just up here, up the, here this morning. And then, you know, it's so lovable and the kid comes up and hugs you. But this morning I was just making the making the lunch today, just going, asshole, asshole, <laughs> asshole, like under my breath. <laughs> Does that help? Yeah, it did a little. <laughs> gave, it gave me a little agency for a second. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in, and um, you know, I know everybody has lots of feelings about Louis CK, but before we knew what he did yes. on his TV show, he, um, he had two daughters, you know, mm-hmm. on the show and, um, he's in the bathroom with one of them and helping her get ready for bed. And she looks at him they're like the really little and sweet and says, you know, I love you and mommy, but I really do love mommy more. <laughs> and Louis CK goes, that's okay, honey. I love you very much. And nothing would ever change that. And she's like, okay, good. Thanks, daddy. And she turns to walk out of the bathroom and he gives her the finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame what happened to him. I mean, it's not a shame. He made it all happen to him. And then he just, then he just made it worse and just became such an asshole. I remember seeing one of his, cause he was so good about parenting and that show was so good. And, and he did so like it, creatively, he was so interesting. I mean, I guess the same as Woody Allen. And interesting about women too. And seemed like a man who appreciated intelligence. And, and I think probably does. I'm, I'm thinking a lot about, you can believe this and that instead yes. of believe this, but that. Though I will say we went to see um, the last standup show of his, the last hour he did, last standup hour he did before all of this came out. And I was sitting there with Alex. Like, I didn't like it. We drove really far to go see it. He was playing like a big stadium, a reading, whatever. He was playing some big room. I don't know what it is. And afterwards, I said to Alex, I said, I feel like he's a misogynist. Like, I feel like he's become a misogynist. Like, that, this whole, this didn't sit right with me. Like, I actually feel kind of sick. And you could feel that he was getting, there was a lot of anger coming out toward women. And this was before any of the news came out and maybe it had something to do with the fame. Maybe it had something to do with getting older. Who knows what was happening to him, but you could really see that some, there was ugliness seeping out. Wow. And I, I called it like a year or so more before, um, before everything came out that something was not fucking right. I was like, ew, like I got that, you know, I get that feeling sometimes about men. I was just like, no, not for me. Yep. No, I do know what you mean. And his edge, you know, his edge goes, you know, if it tips over into that, it's unappealing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I watched? What did you watch? Beckham. 
I don't know what that is. Beckham, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have just assumed you would. Yeah. Beckham is a, a documentary about David Beckham. It's a four-part documentary about series about David Beckham. Okay. And I know you're making a face like you don't care at all. No, at all. But it's a really nice combination of like 90s nostalgia. Okay. And like, you know, Posh is in it a lot, you know, kind of ridiculously at some points. She insists that she and David Beckham both came from working class families. David's like, David Beckham goes, what car did your father drive you to school in? She said, well, in fourth form, he had a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I mean, she's posh spice. It's ridiculous that she thinks she's working class. Like, no, I think she literally thought working class meant people who work hard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think God. she didn't understand what it meant because it. she was talking about how they both came from families with strong work ethics. Okay. Okay. So I think she just misunderstood the expression working class. Oh my but God. I'm telling you, I'm not such I'm not such a sports fan. Yeah, but I I, I have fa- I have found it enjoyable. I mean, I might check that out. I might check that out for the window inside of them. I always thought that he just seemed. Oh God, I'm gonna sound so mean. He just seemed kind of hopelessly dumb. <laughs> well, he makes a joke about it. In if I've watched where he's like, I always did poorly in school. I'm just not. Th- I'm not that smart. <laughs> That shouldn't surprise any of you. He's just like, that's amazing. All right. Speaking of not that smart, I also watched, I watched the golden bachelor. I watched the first episode of the golden bachelor. Okay. It's amazing. It is amazing. And I hate the bachelor. It's never been for me, but poor Gary. The reason I will keep watching this is that Gary is just not cut out for this. Gary. Gary is in for a ride. He's not able, he's not going to be able to handle. And Gary is like a mid, I think he's Midwestern businessman, married to his high school sweetheart until she died like two years ago. Doesn't seem like he's had a lot of experience with the ladies. And suddenly he's got 20 women, like hot seat, Totsy women just coming at him, showing them their tits. Gary is just so overwhelmed. (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm very worried about Gary um, because also he's like, he's catching feelings everywhere. He's like in love with all of them already. I, but also all the women are over 60. He's 72 and all the women are over 60. Like that's pretty cool. Although I will say, each and every one of them has had significant, it looks like significant plastic surgery. Well, because they have to look like television over. I know, I know, but I've been thinking so much about this. Like I was, I've been thinking about Alex Audair from last week's podcast. Um, her quote about that. She, that now when she sees like her friends or women, she knows getting like significant work, you know, a neck lift or a facelift or whatever, that feels like a betrayal. And mm-hmm. I have been thinking if just, a couple of us don't do it. If a high, not us, but high profile people, if we would just more of us would not do it. If the golden bachelor showed more women who look like women actually look in their sixties, then maybe it starts to reverse, but it's not going to start to reverse. If we're all like, well, this is what a beautiful 60 year old looks like. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's the only way a show like that would be on TV. I know. I know. And they all, they're all thin. I'm sure they're all thin, super fit. No, I, I meant to say, I also, I watched the naked dating show. <gasps> what did or, you think? <laughs> I watched 
as much of it as I could bear. I told you, you get sick of, you can't watch that much naked. No, I can't see that many dicks. I no, can't. it's a lot. It's so many dicks. It's so many dicks. And, and it's so like, it just, yeah, it, it was, it was cringe. It was so cringe for me. But it starts out as a fascination. And then it's like quickly, like, it's like a delicious dessert. And like, it's like a very rich dessert. And I feel that after like two bites, you're like, I can't have any more of this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an analogy that isn't quite as delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I couldn't get it. I was just like, I still can't get it. Now, I mean, I watched an episode last night. I kind of can't get enough of it, but I have to take it in small doses. Yeah, it really, I, I, I could not, I could not bear it. I mean, you know, I could for a little while, but I was, it was just like, this is, this isn't right. This is not how anybody should meet, <laughs> like, even on a TV show. But how about when they finally got into their clothes and you were like, oh, that guy's hot. And then he got into clothes and it was like, oh, I would never date him. Look at that shirt. Exactly. Exactly. I know. And that's a good reason. Maybe that's an argument for it. Yeah. But, you know, the wrong shirt says a lot about someone. The wrong shirt says a lot about who they are and their their choices. Um, I'm also watching the great the British Bake Off show is back. Very happy. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the new season, but I'm looking forward to it. New season is good. Good. They got rid of my my enemy that the 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 um the the one white bald go- co host Matt maybe his name was I don't know. Anyway, I could not stand him. And speaking of feeling like grossed out, like someone lechy, I felt like he was always being lechy with the female contestants. So yeah, they they have a new new co host. She seems great and just happy to have it back. It's just a bomb of a show. And then the other co-host, the guy with the black hair, is still on it? Yeah, he's still on it. He's innocuous to me. I mean, it's corny as fuck, but that's just part of the show. I know, but it's corny. It is, there are a few things more relaxing than the Great British Baking Show. Or, relaxing is the wrong word. It just like, it, it makes everything feel okay. It's like the... It's like the 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 TV equivalent of like mashed potatoes and shepherd's pie and like stuff like no that. the British Bake Off is great I'm so, I feel so lucky that it exists and that it just keeps going I just feel like I feel like it's it, it, when it, when it stops happening I'm going to be very sad well it's just it's so I mean people have remarked on this but it's so different than an American show would be you know because they all you know I'm sure they compete but they all support each other they all seem like friends and on American shows it's always like I'm not here to make friends that's right totally um I've been giving, I've been doing beauty recommendations. I have some really good ones for this week, but I'm not going to get to all of them. I have an Instagram account that I've been putting up a new beauty product every day because I've been trying everything, which is really fun again. Like I've been yeah. trying tons of mascara. Like I've been trying everything. That's so like, fun. so that's like so fun to play with makeup again is really fun. But I found this is a really important. I found the, um, the dupe of the True Botanicals uh, vitamin C powder. Really? It is Versed. It is from Versed and it is um, called Found the Light Powder with Vitamin C and it's $17. Wow. And it's good. Yeah, I stopped using that stuff because it was so expensive. I just couldn't justify it. I'm not spending $100 on a vitamin C powder. It's it's stupid. It's an, it's a really good, I mean, it's a really good product, the True Botanicals, but this one's good too. This is like a really good one. 
I have a new, I have a new vitamin C. Oh, go, go. Because I have sensitive skin and my skin was getting really red. And I read that that can be because of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been using the CeraVe vitamin C. Oh, that's supposed serum. to be really good. Which is good and, you know, inexpensive and apparently good for sensitive skin. You know what else? Another one that I've been using because I, my first story, which has not come out yet because it's whatever, there's been other things that went ahead of it. But my first story is going to be on um, snail mucin. Mm -hmm. And there's the Cause RX snail, snail mucin. It's snail slime. It's like the snail secretion, but it doesn't hurt the snails. I did all this research on it. They actually put them on nets in dark rooms and mm-hmm. then they collect whatever they sort of leave behind as they crawl up these nets. So it, it's, it's not harmful. Um, I've been using that for two weeks and I will tell you that shit is fucking incredible. It's a little bit slimy, but it's supposed to help with redness, inflammation, sensitivity. And a lot of people use it with retinol to counteract the retinol. Right. And it is so, so nice. It is like makes your skin so soft. And I think it's making my complexion more even too. It's really, I think that's the number one best product I've tried in like the last two weeks. Well, I'm very eager to hear about your specific recommendations because I once had the snail the snail um eye under eye mask okay and I didn't try it for long enough to know if it really worked well this one is like a real k beauty product like it's all it's like 96 percent snail mucus basically I mean amazing but so but and it looks like nothing it's like it is like totally the packaging is like nondescript and it's it's really pretty cheap and I think it's like one of those, t- I've been on TikTok so fucking much. <laughs> beauty I've been, oh, beauty TikTok is such just a, a hell is just like so many layers of hell. And it is just, it's loud and it's just like a sensory overload, but I am learning a lot of stuff and I'm, you know, I have to say like the Bobby Brown thing, Jones Road is still great. And the Bobby Brown thing of never put powder on your face after a certain age, like mm-hmm. it is the truest shit in the world. Absolutely. All cream eyeshadows are amazing. Like all the cream shit is the best. Yep. Well, Bobby, speaking of Bobby Brown, her mascara, I mean, not mascara, her eyeshadow, her eyeshadow, like crayons. Yeah. Do not like they, they will, they will not budge. Like the yeah. eyeshadow just stays all day. My eyeliner goes, my mascara goes, my eyeshadow is still there. I've been really into Thrive, which is not a brand I thought I gave a shit about at all, but they've been really good. I don't even really understand them, but they have like a lip, a new lipstick that just came out. That's for old lips. I mean, they don't call it for old lips, <laughs> <laughs> old lip lipstick. <laughs> um, oh. no, it's a, it's a smoothing lipstick. So it's smooth is smooth is it smooths the lines in your lips and it's really good. It's like a really it's cheap too. Like, that's the thing. I'm, I'm like trying to find, I'm trying to find the things because who the fuck wants to spend a million dollars on makeup? No, nobody. And there's really no reason to. No, there's not. Although that merit line, which is a little pricier is really good. I think Jenna Lyons just recommended a bunch of merit products and they have a really good mascara that, that all like the shit. Cause there's also the podcast G thanks. I just bought it. Yeah. Um, she has a lot of good recommendations. I got a dress from Old Navy from one of her recommendations, um, which is great. But everybody's in love with this Merit mascara. And I think it's I think it's better than Jones Road. 
Really? I do. I just, I, I'm, I, I'm like a serial monogamous with mascara. Like I'll stay really true to my foundation, my eyeshadow, every other makeup thing, but mascara, it's just show me whatever is like newest and best. So you're not a serial monogamist. You're a, you're a, with, with mascara. No, I am with, oh. I'm always like, when you're always getting into a new relationship. Okay. I see. I'm just always looking over my date's shoulder to see who else is at the party when it comes to mascara. Well, I think merit is amazing. I think you should try it. And I think thrive is really good. I think they're both good. And I think merit also is a really good eyebrow, uh, gel, you know, whatever eyebrow shit. This is my problem. Like I'm trying to make these Instagram videos of, like once a week or every day or whatever. And I just can't take it seriously. Like, I don't understand how these like girlies do this shit. Cause I'm just like, how can you care this much? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my big, but that's my big thing. I think about makeup a lot. The kid came home the other day from school and caught me in the bathroom, like putting something on and they were like, do you just put on makeup all day? And I was like, yes, that's my job now. Okay. (laughs) I love that. And it is, it is your job now. You're going to do that. It is. It is. I'm a 50 year old teenager. Um, what else? What else? I don't know. Oh, did I talk about this book? I feel like maybe I talked about it already. Everything, nothing, someone by Alice Carrier. Did I talk about that book? No, but fun fact, I think that the person who designed that book cover, which nobody's supposed to know this yet, but I do have a book cover is, um, is the person who designed my book cover. So that's, the only, book that's cover. the only reason I know that. Um, wait, so talk about this book because that look, book looked really intri- intriguing oh, to man. me. If you think that Alex Audaire had like a childhood without a lot of stability okay. and craziness, like mm-hmm. like this this is, is so intense. This woman, it's a memoir. Mm-hmm. And the woman who wrote its mother was um, this famous artist, Jennifer Bartlett, who's dead now. Okay. Um, but who is a, a major, major, you know, big American artist. And her father was German and an actor and acted in lots of movies, lots okay. of European movies. Okay. And the parents split up. So she's raised by both parents, you know, and, and you know, she spends time with both parents. But Jennifer Bartlett is like an alcoholic. She never hugs her daughter. She's all, she's completely mm. preoccupied with work. They live in this massive building that they own in the West village with like a swimming pool. Okay. And then the father has like horrible boundary issues. For instance, this is just one, for instance, um, he is, she goes and spends time with him in Europe. Mm-hmm. And when she's, when it's her turn to spend time with him and, um, He's joking and he had all these sleazy friends and one of the sleazy friends was a pimp. And so he was bragging about how his pimp friend was coming over. His pimp friend comes over and he says to him, how much could you get for her? Oh my God. And And she says, I don't remember the answer, but I remember my father being pleased. So she goes on to develop dissociative disorder Mm. and it's just it is it is harrowing it is a harrowing book of a childhood that somebody was lucky to survive wait what is the name of it again the name of the book is 
every everything nothing someone and it's by alice carrier i'm saying c-a-r-r-i-e-r-e we'll put it in the show notes yeah yeah we'll put it in the show notes um but it's it's it is so readable but at the same time like it's 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 so well written and so readable at the same time you just have to put it down sometimes because it's so heavy I'm looking for that. That sounds amazing. And I'm looking for a new book. I really am not. Do you ever get like out of book mode? It's just yeah. like, oh, well, maybe I don't read anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's so many words, too many words. Exactly. Oh, TV, phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Um, I think we did it. Do you think, I think we, we did, did it? I think given where we started today, I think we did amazingly well. I mean, look, I don't think anybody understands that for the same amount of time that we've been recording, we had been troubleshooting. So, <laughs> so it's really been a test of our of our, our midlife endurance. It's true. Um, it's true. I think we did it, though. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it across the platforms, especially Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. It makes a difference. If you want to support the production of the show, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash everything is fine. We blog there sometimes. We do live events there sometimes. We do special episodes and we try to do those once a month. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF podcast on Instagram. We have a robust and private Facebook group that you can join, which always has very interesting conversations. I feel, um, if you want to follow Kim, you can find her at kimfrance.substack.com. If you want to follow my beauty adventures right now, I'm just doing it on Instagram at Jen Romolini's vanity. And, um, I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't think of another name. Um, the show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. And we'll be back next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.